Well, good morning, and it's another exciting encouragement, Iris. Why, I hear you say. Well, Libby, said my dear visitor, I'm going to tell you I've got Nikki Tremble as a wonderful guest this morning. Now, her name is Tremble, but it's Tremble by name, but not by nature, because her maiden name was Armour, and this is one well-shielded warrior woman, and I can't wait for you guys to hear some of her stories. So welcome, Nikki, to the Encouragement Diaries. Hello. Hello, Libby. Oh, that's great. So I'm going to just start off by, by letting my dear listener know that you are a lollipop lady. Now, I know for many of you listening out there, you might think, wow, that woman is going to access so much sugar. Well, that's not what this lollipop lady is about. But also there's something amazing, because I think uh, Nikki holds the world's record for jobs. Now, Nikki, you tell us all about lollipop ladying and your, your current job that you're just about to start. But tell me about 20 years worth of being a barber. And then before then, listen to this to your listener, I'm not telling you how many jobs you had then. Nikki, over to you. Well, before I was a barber for 20 years, um, I had 30 different jobs. All, all started when I was 11. When I was 30? In... I mean, well, you need to go through some of the jobs and, and elaborate on that, but you carry on with the other bit first. Um, just <laughs> first, well, do you want to know about the jobs? What they were? Yeah, first? just go, go for some samples. Yeah, go, for, go through first some. First job was working in Lockfield stores. I... After school, every day, I worked 16 hours a week and I got, no sorry, I worked 22 hours a week and I got £16 and I was rich. You must have been 19, rolling 81. in it. 1981. <laughs> those, those heady days. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, just got a taste for what money could buy and um, yeah, just kept going and kept going with different jobs. If I didn't like a job, I would just leave. But that was back in the day, you didn't need CVs, you would just go in no. somewhere say hi, could I speak to your manager? I was just wondering <laughs> if you had any jobs. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. So one job led to another, led to another, led to another. And then I travelled as well with work. Travelled in hotels and two hotels to work. So what 19... kind of work was that? Um, I was a chambermaid. Oh, I bet you saw some things. Oh, yes. Oh, we will move swiftly on from, from the wonderful to the revolting, I presume. Probably awful. Yes. Yes, oh. yes, yes, yes. Are you, good, are you good at doing your own housework, though? Do you, I mean, do you like are your I house... Do, I do, You do? I oh, do good. like doing my housework. I like to have an organised space, because I think an organised space is an organised mind. So. Okay, I hope you're picking up that first nugget. An organised space is an organised mind. Nikki's not going to come into my house for a while till I've tied it up, but I'm passing on swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you moved on, and then, but 20, how did you get into barbering? I just fell into every job that I've had, just sort of stumbled across it. I was I was a ladies hairdresser to begin with, uh -huh. and um, then I met somebody when I was 23 that I'd went to school with, same year but different classes, and she had her own barber shop, and I told her that I'd been a hairdresser, and she says, oh, do you want to come and work for me? She says, I can give you an interview. And I went, okay then, and the rest is history. history. So then after 20 years with her, I went on and I had my own shop, Nick's Barbers, and had that for six years, and then I just took time out altogether after COVID. And, and I can't believe you're still only 26. Oh, I, know you're not, I know you're not, but, <laughs> but you've packed so much in. But I think one of the things you mentioned when we were chatting earlier was that one of the things you discovered when you were in the barber shop was your ability to really engage with kids. Yeah, yeah. 
So tell me a bit more about that and, and how that led into what you're about to start doing. Well, I just always used to think when I cut their hair that I had a bit of a knack and I, I couldn't make up my mind whether they were they liked me or they were scared of me. Oh. But they got they got a haircut and they got a lollipop at the end, so it was all good. And I was just patient, very patient with kids and just quite firm, but patient. I'm patient. Just done what needed to be done. And so your new post is, uh, we haven't mentioned what your new post is going to be, it's going to be? I'm going to be a teacher's assistant as well as a lollipop lady. I mean, you're going to be so popular in the, with those kids, mm -hmm. but the ones you don't get in the classroom, you get them as they cross the road with a lollipop. Yeah, yeah. Yes, for people who aren't sure what a lollipop lady is, it's somebody who helps the kids cross the road and they have a big lollipop sign which, makes, which has stop on it so the traffic can stop. And then when the traffic stops, the kids go across and everybody smiles sweetly at the lollipop lady. And hopefully at Christmas and Easter, they get lots of chocolates. I do. And, oh, you do? <laughs> I'm your friend. <laughs> but but life hasn't always been easy for you because you, you, you know, you've had a bit of a rough start, a rough start to yeah. life. But, but in order to talk about that a bit, tell me, what's that wonderful phrase that you were talking about you know, having confidence when you go into the class classroom? What was that wonderful phrase that you had? I've, I heard this just not so long ago and it's like my new mantra and it is to be, to be the adult that I needed as a child. Ah, and is there particular qualities that you, you think about when you think about being that pet adult to the child? Um, just being there for the children whatever it is, uh -huh. recognising what, what their needs are, not just academically, but, you know, socially and personally. And um, I'll just, yeah, I'll see yeah. how the training goes and yeah. hopefully I can put these things into practice and yeah. be a mum to them all. But, but not be a mum, but... <laughs> I know what you mean. A nurturing a person to them A nurturing all. person. Because yeah. you didn't have much of a nurturing childhood to a certain no, extent. No. And that's not held you back, because no. if you listen to the jobs you've done and all the bits. Uh -huh. But what I think is wonderful is, and it's a real encouragement to your listeners for those who have had real challenges in their backgrounds, is that that it, it it's not necessarily the good choices we make that take us through onto good things. It's actually just living life, mm -hmm. because all of us can head down one route but we there's plenty of times when another gate opens up which takes us into a field that we don't really necessarily want to be in yeah. but we can come back out of it is there anything that you, you look back on you think actually this would be an encouragement for people to to, to know out of your experience if they're facing something where they've got to they want to take themselves forward into something but they're feeling their past is almost like a millstone around their neck all I can say is, you need to find God. I know oh, that sounds cliche. No, why would you say that? Well, I, I found God when I got to a point in my life and I was really, really happy. I had my husband, I had two healthy children, I had a good job, everything was good. And I just mm. thought, you know, in the face of adversity, how well I'd actually quite done. You uh -huh. know? And, um, I just thought, well, who better to thank than the Lord himself? So I um, started looking for churches and I found one, settled, got baptised, gave myself to the Lord, and uh -huh. got saved and yeah, life's just been up and up and up ever since. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, I, I thought it was really intriguing you said that when you were a child and you were going through the very difficult abuse, that at school they used to say the Lord's Prayer and that was it. So you used to say that in your head. So although you didn't 
know about God or anything, but there was something that you had a handle on to hold on to. Yeah. And I think it's great that that all of us need to have a handle. But I think, I mean, I'm like you. I find that I find a belief in God is a is a great thing. And, yeah. and a lot of people say it's a cop out. But do you think it's, do you think it is a cop out? No. Why not? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Because you just learn that there's something bigger going on than what's going on in your head or in your house uh -huh. or in your town. There's a bigger picture because God is bigger than it all and um, a lot of people, it's, I suppose it's a bit like saying the glass is half empty or half full. My glass used to be half empty uh -huh. and now it's half full. In fact, now yeah. it's overflowing. <laughs> it's overflowing with goodness and um, yeah, and don't ever be put off. Mm -hmm. if, you know, if, you, if, if you've got an inclination to try and find God and none of your family are like that, it doesn't matter. None of my family are Christians yet. Yeah. My husband, my sisters, nieces, nobody, but, you know, they, that's their journey and this yeah. is mine. So. Uh, one of the things I love about you, Nikki, is that your, your faith is, is really practical. So we met through the pantry. Uh -huh. So um, tell, tell, tell me a little bit more about why you're very practical because I love there are people who walk, there's a French saying that because people are, are so heavenly minded, they're of no earthly use. Uh -huh, right. But you're very much of earthly use and you're, you're volunteering at the pantry as well as a lot of pop ladies. Yeah. What is it you love about the pantry? And, and maybe explain a wee bit about what the pantry does. So the pantry is an organisation that's um, run by the River Life Church and people can come and help themselves to food every night from six o'clock to seven and it's food that's in date just that day that volunteers pick up every morning from all the supermarkets and then there's different volunteers at night that distribute from the river of life building down by the railway station yeah the railway station uh, and um yeah it's, so that's seven nights a week and when I was sort of in between jobs and I was I was waiting to see what, what God had in store for me, I just made sure I did a lot of different volunteering jobs so that I wasn't going to be out of the way of working or getting up or getting out of the house, you know, so I tried to fill my time with volunteer jobs. So this was one of them and it yeah. was great. I love it. The fact that there's food that would go to waste, so it's not a oh, food no. bank, it's a food get rid of. Yeah. And anybody it's can come in. It's food from the supermarket. I know it. And even if that food doesn't get used daily, it goes away to the farmers or the and it's, it's donkey shank country. Get my... That's sheep, sheep. deer. <laughs> or you chickens. Can, you can tell for that I never went into teaching. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine the kids I would have? It's like, we're going to have donkey. Ah! <laughs> I'm really useless. I remember I used to do, like, there was a, a wee Sunday school thing when my husband was a minister, but I didn't really do Sunday. I, I, was, I went in to help the kind of like the five year olds, but I'm useless at crafts I and mean, I love knitting. But I mean, this whole thing of helping kids produce these wonderful things was a disaster area. I mean, they would go home with stick insects for things and then. And then I took the, like the 10 or 11 year olds and that was so much right up my street. But mm -hmm. but the wee ones, I love them. But I mean, oh, and now I, I mean, bending down and getting up. I mean, it's just hysterical. <laughs> There's a whole bending over it. But there's something glorious though about, I, do you know what I think is glorious? It's glorious about turning your hand to whatever comes into your hand for the day. And I love what you were saying about the volunteering, just because I know from mental health and mental well-being, if you know, for people who aren't working just now or retired people, get out and volunteer. Go in somewhere where you're with, yeah. and you'll find a whole mishmash of people. Mm -hmm. But it's a glorious way of um, not becoming isolated. Mm -hmm. 
and and I think for for mental health. But I and I couldn't believe going in. The, the, in I'm going to plug Marks and Spencer's roses and breads food into from this place. I mean, guys, don't pay over the odds that Marks and Spencer's go to the pantry. Oh, I know, I know, definitely. <laughs> there should be more and more people like that. Absolutely. So, what are you looking forward to most in this next season? I'm just looking forward to. Well, earning money, Yay. but actually doing something that I like. Every job I've just fell into, and I've just done it for the money because of the money. But now I'm actually going to be doing a job that I've wanted. I've had to work for, get my qualifications, and it just happens that it's good money and a good pension. And, and it's just by the hours. Bank. Hours are brilliant. Lots of oh, holidays. Oh, school so holidays be fantastic. It's all good. Yeah. Oh, Nikki, well, I'm so looking forward to hearing how this pans out, and I love what you said is that do something because you love it, not because of the money, because in the end, you can only take yourself with you wherever you go, and it doesn't matter how much you've got. It's, yeah. you know, it, relationships are what count. So, I've got a wonderful husband, so I couldn't have done any of this without him, because, yes. you know, I've got two children, and if I couldn't yeah. make some of the decisions that I'd made if I didn't have him, and uh -huh. he's been a godsend as well. Do you hear that? Do you hear that, husband? When you <laughs> listen to this, you've been a godsend. Mm? Yeah, mm. That was wonderful. Nikki, thank you so much for the thank joining you. in the podcast. And listeners, I hope you picked up some great nuggets about never minding about qualifications. Just go out and turn your hand wherever's there and don't worry about money. It'll all come to pass. Make sure you marry somebody who's earning money if you need to. But that, that, apart from that, on that happy note, lots of love, guys, and speak to you, Anonicus. Mm -hmm.